Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining in on the inaugural podcast of our Just Laser It and All Things Cosmetic. My name is Dr. Minnie Saluja, and I'm here with Kane Rogers. How are you doing, Kane? I'm doing really well, and right next to me is our good buddy, Link. He's our office dog and hanging out with us here today. And hopefully he won't bark, because let me tell you... Starting this podcast, the content hopefully will be very easy to come by. I mean, we live and breathe lasers, but the execution of a podcast, uh, my oh my, has taken quite some hours. So there are certain blips and blurbs that may not be able to be edited out. So hopefully just kind of stick with us here. Yeah, it's been an interesting experience watching you dive headfirst <laughs> into understanding how to put together a podcast. But as with most things that you do, you went all in and spent time doing research. And so hopefully it'll go off without a hitch. I hope so. I hope so. Okay. So what we're going to do again, the reason why I have Kane on this um, podcast as our co-host is that first of all, Kane is my husband and he does run our practice. He comes from a background of pharmaceutical marketing and sales. And when COVID came around, he decided that he wanted to make a career change. So he runs our practice and he's also pursuing one of his passions, which again, you heard him mention about dogs. He actually works with dogs in need of care, in need of vaccination, etc. But the reason why I brought him on was that Kane lives his life with one motto. And I, and I have a feeling that some of his pharmaceutical buddies can attest to this. And that motto is seek first to understand. And that's kind of what we want to do with this podcast is we want to take the world of energy-based devices and break it down and sift out all the noise and have you understand what these devices do and also just what cosmetic procedures in general do. So with that, that's kind of the preface of why we're starting this podcast. Yeah, you said a really important word. There's a lot of noise. The, 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 the cosmetic space is always changing and there's always new technologies and innovations coming out. And I think a lot of times people you know, they know about the neurotoxins and the filler. That's the mainstream. But a lot of people don't really understand the energy-based devices that are out there and what they can do just to improve the overall quality of skin, which I think a lot of times gets overlooked. So certainly you've made a, a career being an expert in energy-based devices, and I'm sure everybody's willing to uh, excited to hear you explain a little more in detail. Well, let's dive right into it. So the what we're going to do is we're going to kind of set up what we want to talk about today. And the two main points that I want you to walk away from today will be the understanding of A, what a laser is, but B, what fractional, what ablative lasers are and what non-ablative lasers are. What ablative lasers are and what non-ablative lasers are, and I also want you to understand the difference between fractional delivery and full field delivery of lasers. So, if we can kind of get an understanding about lasers, ablative, non-ablative, fractional, and full field, I think that will be our topic for today. Yeah, and just just to kind of set the stage, you know, we plan on releasing one of these about every two weeks. We'll have we'll have a few up front so that you can listen to a couple of them right away. And each episode is really only going to last about 20 or 30 minutes. We don't want to overwhelm you with a ton of information, but uh, we do want to keep you well-informed because the more informed you are, the better suited you are to make educated decisions with your provider for what's best for you. So that's really the intent of this. And if you like it, please rate us and review it and subscribe. And, and hopefully we can grow this into something really special. 
Okay, so now let's talk about lasers. So sometimes folks will come in and they'll they'll say, you know, my friend had a laser done and I want to have a laser done because she said that her skin looks great. And lasers are not all encompassing. In fact, I'm going to take one step back and say that everything everything that plugs into a wall is an energy-based device. Lasers are a subcategory of energy-based devices. So for example, you have lasers you ha- that are one specific wavelength of light that are that's amplified and and we'll talk about the different wavelengths of light. You have radio frequency devices which utilize electrical energy. You have IPLs, intense pulse light that use broadband light sources. You have all sorts of different categories. So lasers are one of these categories. And so when we talk about ablative or non-ablative and you'll often hear me talk about this, if you think about lasers, ablative lasers are basically vaporizing off the top layer of your skin, the epidermis, down to the dermis. So you're basically taking that top layer of skin off. So this is a more aggressive type of laser when you think about that. When you say aggressive, what does that mean? It just means that this is a little bit greater of a downtime laser. And what I mean by downtime, and again, downtime can always be titrated based on the power of the, you know, the energy source that you're placing in and also the pulse durations, kind of technical stuff. So we can always, we can always work with the meters of the laser in order to make it go deeper and have a greater outcome, greater bit of tissue change or we can lessen the laser settings. Downtime is such a variable thing, but what you can expect with an ablative type of laser is you can expect some downtime where if the depth is greater, there's going to be some pinpoint bleeding. There's certainly going to be some swelling. You're going to have, you're going to look scabbed up for about four to five days. And then you'll certainly have a period where you're going to be red for about anywhere from one week to four weeks, depending on what type of settings are utilized. Well, and it's it's interesting because I've you've done this on me, <laughs> and, and you're my wife, and I was like so shocked initially at the reaction that I had because I thought you did something wrong, and it, it turned out it was perfectly normal. When you say aggressive, yes, it the, the swelling and the redness. I was I was like, holy cow, this really is an aggressive treatment. Okay, so he brings up another good point. How many of you all realize that friends and family are your hardest patients, and Kane is by far one of my hardest patients, but, but what it does, I mean, I think it's really important. In fact, we try to set expectations that you will look like, uh, you know, chopped meat for the first four to five days. Again, these are the higher energy ablative lasers. So when you think about ablative lasers, we're talking about CO2 lasers. You'll also hear about erbium lasers. They, they can ablate tissue at different depths. CO2 typically goes deeper. Erbium can be titrated to go a little bit deeper as well, but these are the type of lasers that that can go deeper in the skin. Again, this is ablative laser where we're vaporizing the tissue surface. Now, what's important is these type of lasers, as much as I love, love, love my CO2 laser, unfortunately, I cannot use it on my skin because I have darker skin color. And so if I utilize this laser on my skin, I can end up with something called PIH, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So while these lasers exist, it's also important not to just say if a patient comes in and and will tell us, my friend had a CO2, I want a CO2, but perhaps their skin is not the appropriate type for a CO2. So these are the conversations that have to be had. Well, so you mentioned the downtime and the swelling that can occur. And 
And as I said, it was I was kind of quite shocked <laughs> that initial day. But why would somebody even consider getting something that's so aggressive? We're talking about the downside of it, but what's the upside? So the upside is when you're utilizing these lasers, you're targeting dermal water, you're blading the tissue. And what you're doing is you're basically giving a patient a controlled wound that stimulates elastin and collagen in their skin. So the wrinkles that you see, the fine crepey skin, these can really be improved with a, with a series of lasers. Typically, I say you do need a series. Now, sometimes with CO2, if it's a high level one, you might only need one, but then six months, a year later, you, you might decide that you need another one to augment the the collagen production. But that's the upside of it is that these lasers, and again, laser, the acronym for laser is light amplification with the stimulated emission of radiation. And it's usually one wavelength of light that's amplified, that's targeted to the tissue that actually is picked up by certain chromophore of the skin. And the targets or the chromophores of the skin are melanin, which are the pigment spots, hemoglobin, which are the broken capillaries, and then of course, dermal water, which are basically the wrinkles. So lasers are wonderful, wonderful in, in resurfacing the skin and improving the skin quality. Is there, a, is there a typical patient that you would say, you know, this would work really well for you? Or is it one of those treatments that, you know, anybody can really get one? Or is there is there a particular patient where you think this would be more beneficial? Well, I definitely think that patients who have deeper wrinkles and who have acne scarring, those are the, the the patients that you want to go a little bit deeper in this in the skin tissue, those are appropriate for this or periocular wrinkling. I love CO2 lasers for that. I love other things as well. But it has to be a patient, again, that has pretty good dermal health, right? You don't want to, it's almost like when you start a, a fitness program, you don't want to pick up a 50 pound weight and start curling weights, curling, if that's the right word, doing bicep curls with it. But you want to be able to start with maybe 10 pound weights and work your way up. So the same thing with lasers. If I find someone has really poor dermal health, I want to start them on a little bit of Retin-A, a little bit of tretinoin and get their skin in better condition. And then maybe even start with non-ablative lasers, which we're going to delve into next to try to get their skin in better skin quality and then perhaps graduate them to an, to an upper laser. Okay. So let's talk about the non-ablative. You just mentioned it. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So ablative, you know, vaporizes the skin surface. Non-ablative lasers leave the skin surface intact. So what it's doing is it's delivering energy, again, targeted down to that dermal water. And these are with the specific wavelengths of light that get down to that, that dermal water. And it can stimulate collagen elastin, but the top layer remains intact. Now, this is really important, especially when you're dealing with darker skin types. So uh, my skin, I typically will use non-ablative lasers, or I will use radiofrequency microneedling. We'll talk about that at a future episode. But this is perhaps a little lesser downtime. Now, you can still swell and you can still get red from this, but you don't need all the post-care of the emollients that we use with ablative lasers with the non-ablative lasers. Now, the other thing that we're going to talk about are fractional and full field. So, so, so when you talk about ablative, that it's a very aggressive and non-ablative isn't necessarily as aggressive. What kind of results would you expect with a non-ablative versus an ablative? Would you, for instance, would you need more treatments of the non-ablative to get a similar result to the ablative? You do need more treatments to get to result. Your result still, though, you even if you did. 
10 treatments with non-ablative, it may not achieve what you can do with an ablative. It's just a different skin type of reaction that you get. So again, if you want to get a little more aggressive with the skin, I would go with the blade on the right patient, on the right skin color. But non-ablative lasers, you can get some nice results. I mean, three to five treatments, you can get some really nice results. Typically, we deliver these type of lasers every four to six weeks or so. So yes, you can get some nice results. It's just a little lesser downtime, but not quite at the level of your ablative lasers. So that's that's kind of the difference. If, if I'm summarizing it and hearing what you say correctly, like is more aggressive, more downtime, good results, and non-ablative is less downtime, pretty good results, may, may get very similar results, but it's just going to take you more treatments. Correct. And you know what's so interesting is that our lives have become so busy. So it's really, really difficult. There are times patients will come in and they'll say, Dr. Sluge, I really want to do an ablative, but I have got a meeting this day. I've got a Zoom call this day. So that's where non-ablative or even lower level fractional ablative can can make a make a real big impact where you don't have that big downtime. But let's go back to fractional. So about 2003, 2004, Dieter Manstein came up with the concept that, okay, we if we do a laser pulse on the skin, full field, meaning that where you put the pulse down, the entire area is covered. That's a full field, which was utilized initially with ablative lasers and had really, really long downtimes and carried a higher risk of of hypertrophic scarring, demarcation lines, et cetera. But he applied it to first non-ablative and said, what if we fractionated this technology? What if we placed these little pulses down in PIX fashion, meaning that there are zones of where the tissue is encountered with the laser and there's intervening zones where there's no energy placed at all, but rather you have the thermal spread. Could we then have lower downtimes and use higher settings? And it really achieve some nice results. So that's where fractional technology came about. And what they did was, again, first applied to non-ablative. But then when I was doing my fellowship, I, I so my background is I'm a board certified ophthalmologist. I went back and I did a cosmetic dermatology fellowship with Mitch Goldman out in San Diego. One of the best things I ever did in my life. And when I was out there, this was 2007, that's when fractional technology was just being applied to ablative lasers. And so the first laser out there that we utilized was an active FX, deep FX, Illuminous. And we did a lot of studies on it. We looked at the histology that we were getting when we titrated different powers and energy settings. And we published a paper looking at these that show that, okay, if we can increase power, we increase depth. If we increase our pulse durations, we can actually increase the width of the injury that we're placing down in it. And we can modulate how our downtimes are, how our end results are. So it was such a super exciting time to have this fractional technology applied to ablative. So... Help me understand, like when you talk about fractional technology, again, how does this, how are you, what's the typical patient? What's, what are you looking for when you would want to apply this type of treatment? So in our practice, I don't do full field. I, I primarily do fractional technology. The only time I do full field, and again, it's a later episode is when I do plasma energy, but, or we'll talk about tattoos and more when I do tattoo, but otherwise all of our modalities are with this fractionated technology, because again, you still have significant downtimes with ablative, but it is much easier to control those downtimes. And remember 
fully ablative, boy, you have to wear, I remember having to bring patients back on a daily basis, change out their Cylon masks. They were really red for months at a time, not just weeks, but for months at a time. Now, granted, the results were absolutely stunning, but the issues and the problems were absolutely disastrous when they would occur. So ablative is a safer way. Everything we do is, 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 I'm sorry, fractionated is a safer way. So everything we do is fractionated in the practice, both in ablative and non-ablative. Okay. So that kind of summarizes what we're trying to get to with lasers. Again, there's different wavelengths of light. We choose these different wavelengths of light in order to target specific chromophores. I really wish we had one laser that could do it all, but that is not the case. And that is why in our practice, we have umpteen different lasers so that we can um, give you the type of result that you that we want to get you to. And you'll hear us talk about energy-based devices because laser, as, as Dr. Saluja said earlier, is just one component of an energy-based device. There's many, many others. And as we continue in future episodes, we'll dive in more into the other options as well. Right. So again, ablative, non-ablative, fractionated, and full field. And hopefully this will at least give some understanding of this. And in our next episode, we'll, we'll go in a little bit more. But thank you so much for joining us for the first little episode of Just Laser It and All Things Cosmetic. And if you enjoyed it, please rate, review, and subscribe. And we appreciate it. Hope to hear you soon. Thank you. Thank you.